In Georgia Ag and Review for the week of July 26, we'll start off with a report on the recent spread of soybean rust. Well, as we are currently in the thick of hurricane season, tropical weather abounds, and therefore Bob Kimmerite, plant pathologist with the University of Georgia, says growers need to be aware of the spread of soybean rust. For growers in Georgia, for growers in Alabama, for growers in Florida, we know that Asian soybean rust is confirmed right now in some counties along the Florida-Georgia border. On the Florida side, Jefferson, Leon, Gadsden counties, we now know it's down around Mobile Bay. With more moisture, with winds blowing up out of the Gulf, they will carry spores. Our soybean crop is approaching or has reached reproductive growth and is susceptible to this. The wet weather, the movement of spores could all influence what we're going to have to see and how we're going to manage the disease. An extension agronomist with the University of Florida, David Wright, adds that our cold winter did give the soybean rust a slower start. However, southeastern farmers need to pay close attention to the weather and the current spread of the disease. You need to watch out for the um, scouting reports, the sentinel plots that we have um, all over the country in, in the soybean producing states. And we can pretty well track where it is. And you do need to watch out for it because we have had fields that should have been 45 bushel soybeans that are six bushel soybeans. Uh, but that's not, not the average, but it can happen. For more assistance in tracking the spread of the disease, producers can visit StopSoybeanRust.com. And as we turn our attention to livestock news, Randall Wiseman has this report from Denver. The 2010 Cattle Industry Summer Conference continues today in Denver, Colorado, as producers from across the country are discussing a variety of topics. One of those includes international trade. U.S. Meat Export Federation Chairman-elect Keith Miller is one of those attending, and he said there has been good news with the strong performance U.S. beef exports have posted so far in 2010. Definitely the international markets are improving. If we could just gain some more access into a couple of these countries, you'd see a lot more, and that's the one thing that we got to concentrate on is getting these free trade agreements signed and and move on to with getting access to these other countries. And Miller feels this upward momentum will continue thanks to aggressive marketing and improving economic conditions in several important export markets. I think there's more optimism about the uh, global economy than there is here in the United States. Here in the United States, it's still a pretty tough economy, but overseas it's picking up a lot faster and we're seeing the exports pick up a lot faster. So I think that's where our profit potential needs to concentrate right now is getting our products overseas. And that's definitely one of the things I want to convey is we need to, to work on these international markets and get them really moving so that we can make some profit. But trade is just one of the many topics of discussion as the proposed governance structure has brought many questions, mostly concerning the Federation of State Beef Councils, but the death tax and more among cattle producers' minds attending the annual summer conference. And as we wrap up for this week, we hear from Everett Griner on his view of agriculture. I hadn't thought about this until I read a short editorial. Everybody doesn't have the same concept of agriculture. Society in general sees agriculture as owning a lot of land with a big herd of animals and uh, a comfortable living. It's a good business, it's profitable, and it's enjoyable. Now, farmers see it another way. It's a life of give and take, with more giving than taking. It's investing a lot of money, mostly the bank's money. Long days of hard work in the snow or the broiling sun and constant anxiety over weather, markets, and profits. It's a business, yes, but to farmers it's a way of life. Few people see agriculture for what it actually is. It's a necessity of life. One could live without a computer or a cell phone. One could live maybe 10 to 12 days without food. Did you ever stop to think about that? 
And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.